Okay, guys, welcome to this morning's Fife Property Show. Today, we are talking about bigger, brighter, how to make your home feel lighter and more spacious. I mean, it's vital that you actually do this because on of all the different things buyers ask for when looking for their home, from style to location to price, uh, two things transcend every single time, light and space. Now, we've got Perry on this morning to talk about this. So good morning, Perry. How are you? Good morning, Jim. I'm fantastic. Thank you. Sun's coming out, so it's all good. I've got light and bright behind me, so I'm adding to the theme. <laughs> I'm still sitting in our studio. <laughs> you never leave that room, Jim. <laughs> good morning to everybody else out there. You know, if you're watching the show, if you're wanting to take part, by all means, just uh, put something in the comments. Um, you can ask questions as well. We're more than happy to take your questions live on air if, if they're completely relevant to what you're wanting. We could answer them after the show as well. It's entirely up to yourself what you want to do, but it's your show. It's for you. This is why we do this. So you can find out the best ways to make the most advantage, take most advantage of actually selling your home and actually buying a home and looking out for the best things possible in these two opportunities. There's also, you know, now and again, we also give away these wee golden nuggets, which um, which we use ourselves and I use myself as a, as a buyer, um, an investor. Um, so it could be a golden opportunity for you as well. Uh, good morning, Linda. How are you? Uh, nice to see you with us this morning. If you've got any questions, Linda, I tell you what, Linda is an absolute master when it comes to staging homes. She is fantastic at it. Um, so if you don't know Linda, you need to check out Linda Martin and Dunfermline. Uh, she's got brilliant ideas and she sells houses and flips them for huge amounts of money way over what the values are and the home reports are, beyond expectation sometimes, which is to know something about staging homes. Okay, guys, um, both are precious commodities when you think about the light and space in this process. It's not just when it comes to property and fife. It, natural light is good for all of us and it fuels our mental mood and our positive mood while space and comfort uh, provide the permanence and, and peace and quiet of the situation. Um, what happens again, Perry? You want to take us to the next one about winter as it is beginning to fade? Yeah, I think winter is beginning to fade. We're starting to see the blooms, aren't we? So the opportunity is now here for us to fling open our curtains and capture more daylight, um, enjoy the new season, I think, really, for me. Um, and the spring bulbs definitely help with that, as you can see in the background. I hope that's making some of you smile today. Um, so I think flowers in the garden are starting to come through, the trees are starting to bloom in, everything's looking welcoming, the sun's starting to shine. Um, it all affects the appearance of our home inside and out, but it kind of makes for time for making change and it makes time for us to focus on things. We've gone into winter and we've been cosy and snuggled in, haven't we? And now we're starting to yeah. see the daylight coming in and we're seeing, well, hang on, maybe that doesn't look quite so great now and it's too dark and it's too dull. So it's a time to revamp everything, isn't it? I've got, I've got, I must admit when I'm out and about, I'm actually looking at flowers now and I think, I've actually forgotten the name of some of the flowers. <laughs> That's it's how bad. tragic it is. It's like, am I coming down with something? Is this just an old age thing? Mm. I <laughs> um, don't think it is. You know, I think it's worse this year as well, Jim, because I think we're still in this kind of COVID thing and there's lots of bad yeah. news. Timmy Tanatelli on, everything's kind of dull and kind of changing you into kind of possibly a grey mood and whatnot. So when you go out and you see the brightness, you do kind of go, oh, hang on. And yeah. it's really important to stop and look, isn't it? Take, take that little moment and look. Say a couple of good mornings. Good morning, Anne-Marie. How are you? Um, good morning, Stephen. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Um, I mean, perhaps you're looking for a swift and simple um, springtime shake-up um, or getting ready to sell and, and want to the wow of the buyers. 
Um, either way, you'll find plenty of expert tips we're going to discuss right now in our five top tips. And we're going to go down and drill down to them in a bit more detail so you can... So, uh, again, this is this is really all about staging your home to get the best, to take the best advantage and get the best price, isn't it? Absolutely, isn't it? It's about amplifying the light and space in your, your home as well, because actually that's what people are looking for. They're looking for that light and space. And it's so much nicer now to be able to view property. We're doing viewings all of the time, and now it's lovely to go in. And even in the daylight, we still put lights on, because as you said, Jim, you know, there's a situation sometimes when the sun will maybe be covered with a cloud and then a room goes dark. So it's important to do all those things. But we're not having to rush people into gardens to see the garden before the darkness comes in. Yeah. They're seeing the, new, the rooms in their natural light. And that's really, really important for people to get a feel I for I think as well, the best thing when we're talking about lighting as well, the best thing for me is make sure you use daylight lights. Mm -hmm. um, in other words, not a light that looks yellow. Um, sometimes it can be good for moods, but from normal day-to-day -day purposes and for I, I so it's, it's more or less equivalent to what the, the light is in your normal eye when you look yeah. outside. Um, so that's what daylight light is. It is a clear light and it makes the natural colours of the room actually ping as a result of that. And uh, you don't actually realise that the light's actually on. So it's a really good top tip um, to use yeah. daylight light bulbs in your um, in your lighting uh, particulars. Okay, so Marie Kondo springs to mind um, in a decluttering philosophy. It's not about life of minimalization. It's about keeping the things you love, cherishing their presence and giving them pride of place to spark the joy in your home. It can sometimes be hard to throw things out, um, but the reality is it, too much stuff actually clogs up your homes and our heads as well when we're going around viewing. It's, it, it, it's the absolute opposite if you want uh, if you want from life. So allow yourself to say goodbye to anything that doesn't give you the the tingles. You know that sort of feel. It's like mm -hmm. if it's just sitting there and it's taking up space. For goodness' sake, try to get rid of it. It's amazing how many times I go around people's houses and say, I, I, "I'm I'm I'm going to have to get a skip in, and I'm going to have to do this, and I'm going to have to do that." And I'm like, "You've got cupboards. Just chuck yeah. all the cupboards and let's get moving." You know, yeah. well, that's literally it. You can get away with putting all this in cupboards. Nobody goes around your house and opens every single cupboard to look at what's inside it. Um, we've all kind of been trained with the COVID thing, eh? You're not supposed to be touching handles. So it's easy enough for us to open a cupboard, the right cupboards, and say, look, you know, there's a big walk-in cupboard, and close it again. And that's yeah. it. Uh, but in terms of things like uh, normal kitchen cupboards and that, if you've got a lot of stuff declutter on your kitchen worktops, you can just put that all in cupboards as a temporary measure um, for the viewing. Um, mm -hmm. and it, and, but leave some of it so people understand how it's all how it all works out. Um, yeah, because it still needs to look lived in at the end of the day, Jim, doesn't it? And I can totally relate to that. As you know, I downsized. Um, that's how our relationship kind of begun. And... I had lots of lovely things and, and some of the items, I they were precious and they meant a great deal to me, but I couldn't picture where they were going to go in my home because I was downsizing so much and I thought, what do I do with them? So the attic got filled with things and the sheds got filled with things. And actually over the last kind of couple of weeks, since we've started to settle into the home better, I'm thinking, oh, I can bring that out. And I've started to bring little bits out and I think, oh, that really works. And that's really nice. And it means a great deal to me and it's making my home feel more like home. Where, so I'm, completely, where I'm completely clinical. <laughs> yes <laughs> opposites attract it's a good thing <laughs> so the, the first one for me is keep what you love not everything needs to be sold or given away sometimes yeah. it's a simple matter of finding a different spot for this thing it's exactly what you said perry what what you could move and free up space and, and improve on another and um, relocating a lamp a picture um maybe a rug or a transforming a bare space in a room um into a comfortable 
uh, guest room as well, as such as a stylist for the rest of your, the rest of your home or for personal hideaway. Um, things like try moving a bookcase, uh, a desk, or a comfy chair, or a cozy reading, or a, for a cozy reading room, or 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 a study. You know, um, that's probably what I would say. The quick tip out of this. What would you say was the quick tip out of this, Perry? I think overloading shelves definitely shrink a room, don't they? Um, but an organised display with yeah. content that you love can add quite actually a lot of style and depth to a room, can't they? Um, and I've gone to a lounge, I would say that's maybe a quarter of the size of what I'm used to. And what I've done is I had got quite a big stuffed kind of green seat with stool and I've put it in one corner with a little kind of occasional table which has got wooden legs, so it's raised, so it's not sitting on the floor. So you still see the floor, which is nice. And it's yeah. kind of like a gray top. And they come in all different colors. They're beautiful. You get them on Wayfair, guys, if you want to have a look. They're really nice. Um, and on that, I've just put some books and magazines. So mm -hmm. it's like almost a study in my lounge, but it's got its own little corner, but it doesn't look cluttered because it's only three items, and it does look yeah. quite nice. Makes a big fundamental difference, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Also, in the gift of giving, uh, most of us probably devote our evening to freeing ourselves from a new Christmas or birthday present um, for the last few years. However, everything you're um, never going to take out of this box, uh, there has to be joined finding someone else who will love it, uh, either through eBay or giving it away. Um, I, I, even even sneakily, don't tell anybody, re-gift it to someone else. <laughs> no, don't do <laughs> as the As long as you don't thing. give it back to the person that you gave it to, uh, gave you in the first place. <laughs> That's the fall guy. If you're going to do Listen, that, make I'll a note, tell you guys. a story. I got a, I got, I we gave our cousins a Christmas present one year. I remember when I was really young. I'm sure it was. Uh, remember the mastermind game? You had all the wee, the wee checkers, and it's red, green, yeah. blue, and all the rest of it. Yeah. And when I mean, you got it right, that. and everybody go, yeah, you've got the, you've got the answer. Uh, we actually gave that to our cousins one year, and surprise, surprise, we got it back the next year. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they actually played with. It. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> that's even worse. It's true, though, but it's not even just about little gifts, though. It's also about furnishing as well. I mean, when we shifted, we had like a really big, big beautiful oak dining um, display unit. It just wasn't going to come into this house. So yeah. we just put it on Levermouth Community. We weren't even looking to sell it, really. We were just hoping that someone could find a great home for it. And the people came to the property to see it when we were in our rental in between moving. And she stood and she was looking at it and she says, this is just too beautiful. I can't take that. You know, are you sure you want me to have it? And I said, yeah, I just want someone else to get the joy out of it that we've had. And if it fits in your home and you're going to love it, please take it. You're doing us a favour because I haven't got anywhere to put it anyway. But the woman was astounded by this. But actually, in my own head, it was great to think that someone else was going to enjoy it. Hmm. Well, that, that's the thing, you know, and maybe another story I could tell you is like the, my matchbox racing chase. I've still got it from when I was 10 years old, right? And it was perfectly boxed. And it's like the Porsche Carrera and it's, a you know, a Mustang as well. And it's like the Scalectrics, but Marchbox. Mm -hmm. I, I had it all boxed up and I thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm never going to touch this. It's going to be perfect and all the rest of it. And then I came to the conclusion, it's like, who's actually getting any joy out of this? And, mm -hmm. and classic in years to come, it's when you go on the Antiques Roadshow and they go, well, it's only worth 50 pence. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of think to yourself, what was the point? I know. <laughs> um, well, literally, years. literally, I just let the kids play with it. I just mm. let the kids play with it. And, and genuinely, it's priceless because they got more value out than ever. And, and I've still yeah. got it. Uh, and luckily enough, I actually came across somebody else who had done exactly the same as me. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and I bought it off of them for a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one. I've got two of them now. 
the show's about giving it away, Jim, not collecting. I know. <laughs> That's my... Tell you what, I think it comes from my grandfather. It's like he used to keep everything. You never know what that's going to be used for. If anybody's out there and they're looking for instructions for a 1976 Benetone Tease Made Model 2, I've got them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've still got And why would you keep that? Why on earth would you keep that? It's you like all the keys in the typical the man drawer. The keys. It's like, what, what's that key for? I have no idea, but you never know. One day, somebody actually might say, "Has anybody got a key like this? Why would you? Why would you not just throw it out?" I know it's madness, isn't it? But it's true what you're saying, though. And I think for everything you're not going to use, you know, or take it out of its box, there is joy to be had in finding someone else that can use it and who can love it. And you can either do that through eBay, Leave Mouth Community, all the different pages that we've got, um, or just give it away to somebody that's going to get joy. Let's pose a question to people out there. What is the one thing that you've still got a hold of that you should really get rid of? Let's be honest. Come on, get it out there. It's confession time. Uh, Good morning, Angela. How are you? Prime, yeah, Angela, just spill the beans. Get it out, (laughs) get it on the table. That's it. What's the one thing you hold on to that you think to yourself, I think I should probably just get rid of that? It's just, it's, it's maybe sat there for God knows how long. And it's you've never it's never moved from that location. You know how I you know how I'm going through this emotional outpouring because I understand that completely. Because mm. <laughs> I still do that. I've got stuff still sitting here, and it's like it's never been out of the pocket. I thought it'd be a great idea to buy it. All these things that you bought when you were drunk on bid up TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, that seems a great idea. Let's buy that. It's like <laughs> cost me a fortune. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about what what let, let's talk about the next one. Okay, show more floor. This is quite important. Uh, one of the things for me, the fastest way to make a room feel larger is to free up more floor space. Um yeah. well that can often be sometimes uh, come down to the amount of furniture. Um it can also come down to the style, and there are many ways to increase the amount of floor space without showing the room empty itself. Um, you know, what are the, you know, what suggestions for me, Perry? It's got to be the one for me, showing floor more space. It's amazing how many times you walk into somebody's property and there's a rug that dominates the whole thing, yes. And it, and it is so when you kind of think to yourself, wait a minute, I'll take the photograph with the rug, I'll take the photograph without the rug, and it's amazing how big the room looks without the rug. So often I'll just roll it up for the purpose of the photograph and yeah. then I'll let them put it, put it back out after the event. Mm-hmm. So, what are the other things that we could be considering? It is rugs, but I think it's important as well. If you've got chairs um, and sofas, if they're on legs, that's so much better as well because it lifts everything and you can still see floor going under. But if it's just that flat on the floor, again, it just looks chunky and cumbersome, doesn't it? And it, you, it looks like it's filling a room. Same with beds and nightstands. Again, if they're on legs, it's great to have that because, again, you've got the clean look if yeah. you've got wooden floor in or beautiful tiles or whatever. It's a good way to show them off, isn't it? So that always brings a room to life a little bit and makes it look more spacious. Because the room is flowing and shows that, that length to it. Floating shelves as well is a great idea, isn't it? As long as they're not too cluttered and you've just got your lovely items that you, you enjoy looking at. Yeah. Glass top tables is a good thing as well, because glass top tables, you're looking right through again to either rugs or flooring. So again, it doesn't really stand well, out. That, that comes back to the, the, the transparent dining table as well, isn't it? Because yeah. that then shows quite a lot of more space as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mirrors. You know, mirrors in a room shows that space as well, yeah. I would say. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Racks for magazines, shoes. I'm not a big fan 
no big fan of racks because you know mm. shoes are sometimes smelly they sit at the door first mm. impression you walk in the door you just smell the shoes and it's yeah, like okay. that's no a great first impression to show a house I'm not keen, but that's great if you've got like a back room, it's like your yeah. utility room and you can kind of combine it like a boot room type thing, can't you? And you can keep them in that area. But yeah, you don't certainly don't want those in your entrance hall. But I think if you've got a lot of green in your property, as in like flowers or plants and whatnot, which is great to have in the house, because again, it's kind of showing your house is outdoors in and out and indoors out type thing. Um, putting them on stands as well, rather than cluttering whole worktops with them was always a nice touch because it creates a bit of space. Yeah. Let's have a couple of confessions. Joanna. I take it Stephen's got something to confess to. <laughs> and Phil actually says, good morning. Embarrassingly, a display in Chambers Street Museum is full of stuff I had or still have. <laughs> Dearie me. It, it, listen, we all do that, isn't it? We've all got the, Do you think it goes back to this thing about we'll watch Antiques Roadshow and we kind of think to ourselves, one day we're going to be millionaires? Because we're going to have this this unique thing that nobody else has got, and everybody's going to want it and bid a fortune for it, um, and maybe that's what we cling on to. What do you think? Yeah, the, yeah, the little Del Boy moment when they find the watch in the Aye, garage. Oh, there is a bit of that, but I think as well, though, I think as we grow, certainly my generation, I feel when I was growing, we were always made to appreciate what we had, so there was always something had a use, didn't it? So you were yeah. always keeping that for the rainy day. And my, my mum always taught me that, you know, everything was precious and keep it for the rainy day. And it's hard to get out of that mould, isn't it, if you've been used to that? It is. It's, we're, we're wired up for it, really. And it's difficult mm -hmm. to actually let go because you're so mm -hmm. used to it. And, and it's, the, it's the fear of actually letting go of something that it, you think has value. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, my God, somebody else got it. And, or I had that before and somebody else has made a fortune out of it. It's mm -hmm. like, well, you know, it is what it is. You let go. Because it'll hold you back. It's probably wasting more energy actually having to keep my hold of it and actually the space that you've taken up as a result of it. Um, so um, I was going to sing Let It Go, but. Let's talk about rugs. Talk about rugs. Wondering about rugs. Generally speaking, the busier and darker they are, the smaller the room will feel as a result of it. So this can be a real benefit in larger homes that need some help with zoning. Um, but to increase the feel of the extra space and brightness, think uh, think lighter, um, think plainer, um, mm -hmm. or or go totally naked and just expose the floor. Now, I never that's no suggestion for anybody else to go naked. This <laughs> is about the rugs and the floors and everything like that. So don't get any thoughts out of that at all. <laughs> Wrong kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll take a couple of comments here. Um, Angela actually says, get rid of the coat stands too. Yeah, it's a big thing. Quite um, encumbering when you walk in the door. They can look really at the front door. They can, they can look really at the front door. Um, you can end up fighting through the coats and brawlers to get in the house. Yeah, I get that straight away. They're so cluttered as a result of it. Mm -hmm. um, what about things like uh, views? How important is that, Perry? Oh, hugely important. I think when you first walk into a room, if you're anything like most people are, when you go to a viewing, the first thing they notice is the amount of natural light that's coming in. Um, and then you walk towards the window to look at the view, don't you? You go straight to it to see what outside looks like. So it's even if you're limited and maybe you don't have patio doors, etc. It's even if it is just a small window, it's making sure you can approach it and it's not cluttered. Yeah. You've not got the items all over the windowsill that are covering that view and hiding that natural light because that's what's mm -hmm. really important to people. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think so that as well. It's, it's one of the first things I do when I go into a room. I actually just go straight for the window and actually look out the window because the view can often be the thing that will actually be the clinching, the, clinch the deal. And it could make a significant difference in terms of the value. Uh, Linda's actually said there, um, absolutely. Put a mirror opposite window, um, opposite a window can vastly increase the feeling of space. Um, mm -hmm. You see that with the mirror wardrobes, don't you? When you actually yeah. see the mirror wardrobes and you see the window in it, I often sometimes a room so cluttered or or difficult or tight mm -hmm. to get that photograph from the door. I generally love the photographs where you've got the the from the doorway to the window. Um, so you can actually see some natural light coming in. But mm -hmm. sometimes on an odd occasion, you can't get that angle right because it just looks so overpowering with the bed. Mm -hmm. So you do have the other angle possibly where you've got a mirror wardrobe right across the back and you can take that and you catch the window in that as well, as well as the bed. And it looks huge as a result. Mm -hmm. um, so it can be an actual, it's a nice wee trick when you're taking a photograph to actually take it towards the, the mirrored uh, wardrobe as well just to see how that looks in comparison to the normal one that you'd usually take towards the window um i mean while they while they create a lasting impression of potential buyers it can also affect the enjoyment of being uh, at the home uh, but with that in mind uh could any of the following your rooms uh, shine a bit brighter uh wider curtain poles yeah so you can pull the drapes out completely to the side so they're mm -hmm. actually on the wall rather than over the window um, yeah. That's a that's a wee trick I've always used as an in investment properties. I've always made sure the the track went wider to the wall, so the whole curtain could be taken off from the window, um, and and it, it's a huge advantage to a lot of natural light coming in. Because in most in most of the apartments, you've only got a single window in a room, and sometimes a single window is obscured by possibly the kitchen runs along on the outside. Um, so yeah. the kitchen comes off and it runs along on the outside and therefore the sun doesn't get into it. Um, so there's, you know, you're, you're basically closing a lot of light out straight away by just making, by just having the curtain over it. Um, so give yourself a fighting chance and actually make sure the track goes beyond the actual window um, width itself and, and goes onto the wall. Uh, place. And actually, Jim, I mean, but one of the things that we've done, because some of our rooms that have got smaller windows, I've actually opted not to put curtains up. I've opted just to go with a really nice blind. Yeah. And then I'm creating the colour and warmth in my room with all my other accessorising. So actually it makes the room look bigger than, than what it is. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, bulky furniture away from windows. Big thing, eh? Big thing, yeah. Because, I mean, A, it doesn't look right. A, B, you're just looking at darkness, aren't you, by the window? And it's hiding all that opportunity to get that view. And cleaning the glass and decluttering the cells. The glass, I mean, we talk about the glass in the windows, but equally the glass in the mirrors. Mm -hmm. um, you'd be amazed how many times I walk into a room and actually the mirror on the dressing table is actually, it looks hideous. Because, mm -hmm. basically because it's all streaked where, you know, they've given it a wipe and it just looks, it doesn't look right. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I know it's not going to go with the property, but it leaves a bad impression um, and, 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 and the mind of the buyer walking around. Paint a face, um, a face wall um, outside, um, and installing trellis and plants is another big thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that brings so much colour to it. And it's really welcoming, isn't it? If you're walking up the pathway or the drive or whatever, suddenly you're instantly you're going towards something that's colourful and enticing, isn't it? So it's quite inviting. Well, I was out, I was out in Creole the other day, and I was speaking to one of uh, somebody that was considering selling, and their house is actually painted white. 
and it's a semi-detached, but next door is actually the original rough cast, and it doesn't look great. But it's amazing the amount of difference it's made just by painting mm -hmm. the place white. Mm -hmm. It just, it just, it just pings the whole property, yeah. and yet you look at next door and think, "Geez, a bit of paint, and that's that made that difference from that to that." Mm -hmm. um, but it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? And then the white with the flowers, especially at this time of year, like the flowers you've got in the back, you can mm -hmm. see that how the white uh, uh, and it pings with the colours um, as a result of that. So so that will happen at the front of your house as well. You've got these beautiful lush greens, you've got these pinks, you've got these yellows, um, you've got all these different colours. It just actually, just that's a perfect backdrop for it. It's lovely as well, and a lot of the East Nook properties as well, Jim, because we have a lot of townhouses there, don't we? So it's yeah. great to, when you see all the little window boxes and they've got all the colour in them as well, it's just a nice way, again, to entice it. Your window boxes, you can paint them any colour you like, So, but then the normal thing down there is, is a kind of a, a sea blue, isn't it? And then you've got all these lovely colours in it, and it just mm -hmm. invites you along to it. You, you're enjoying it and bought into it before you've even entered the property. Yeah, cutting back hedgerows, ivy, um ivy up the side of buildings it, oh, yeah. i don't know it's you know it, it it was great and you know probably in the 80s and 90s it looked fantastic and everybody had it where the ivy was up the side of the building and it looked so manor like and country style mm -hmm. um sort of feel um but now it, it, it it's just a bit overpowering i think it is and also as well as it yes potentially it could look nice Actually, it's doing damage to the property as well, isn't it? Which is not a great mm. thing. It's a big thing. It's doing damage to the property and creating yourself actually an expense later down the line. So with that, then, you probably need to tidy up the gardens and the patios and the balconies and stuff like that as well, immediately outside. Um, and have, have uh, suitably sized outdoor furniture as well. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. And I think if you've got a larger garden area as well, it's nice rather than just having one area which has got furniture in it and then the rest of it not looking quite so bare. It's like creating little living spaces throughout the garden, isn't it? So if the sun ends up in one area, that's maybe where you've got your little two-seater yeah. where you're going to have your coffee in the morning and then you've got your sun lounger area when the family are over in the afternoon. So there's the little ways that you can make that kind of a social space. It's almost like an extension of the house, isn't it? Mm. And, and that's it. But probably my best advice is if you've got garden furniture and it doesn't look that bonny and you can't clean it up, don't put it out. It mm. doesn't look attractive at all. And I'm talking about the things that the real weathered wood, um, you know, it's been out there for a long time. It's gone from actually a wood colour to a grey colour. Um, mm. It almost looks, look, looks like stone uh, in effect. Um, that's not a great look. Um, so I would, I would actually suggest get rid of them rather than actually leave them in situ. Because a lot of people say, well, everybody can see where furniture is, but it just doesn't look great. Again, it's coming back to the dirty mirror. Mm -hmm. It is very much so. And, and it does actually, the feedback we get sometimes is actually some people that are buying, just they've got a perfect view in their mind of what they want. And when they see something like that, it can put them off and the rest of the house can be ideal. But those little things just change their mind. Yeah. And and on that note, I had a nice lead into there when I mentioned mirror. We're going to talk about reflecting light around the room. <laughs> But it is actually extraordinary how much you can amplify the natural light of the room with the textiles and accessories as well. Um, so mirrors, um, you, you want to cover mirrors? What, what's your thoughts on mirrors? Yeah, I mean, well, the first thing people think about mirrors is the vanity of them, but they're not just yeah. about the vanity of a mirror, is it? I mean, they're fantastic social brightness and depth. As Linda says, it really creates a bit of an extra space in a room. Um, yeah. Not only do they magnify the natural light, but they can also reflect the views from outside. So again, mm -hmm. 
you can see that you know you get that if you take a picture of the water if you're out at the locks and things don't you you kind of see it at the bottom it's almost like two pictures in one isn't it and yeah it's amazing. And otherwise yeah and you're turning an otherwise like kind of plain wall into a window to the world i guess as well and, and making it look a bit more than it actually is and mm -hmm. um, look at the mirror the greater the effect um so yeah don't be afraid to go large that's what i would say um, I think that makes a massive difference and it really makes a big statement. And I think you can get so many beautiful mirrors now with statement frames as well. Again, you have to be careful if it's a smaller wall, but if it's a bigger wall and you can put a big statement mirror up there, I think that looks really great. The one for me about mirrors is often people overlook this, is you know the top of your stairs. You've got this big, massive space that's got not utilised at all for anything. And it's like, I've seen that just on a few occasions where somebody's actually put a big, huge mirror there. So before they go out at night, they actually just check it, they look all right, rather than have to look at a mirror in the room. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a perfect opportunity to have a, a, a dead space, more or less, and actually utilise it. But it also it also reflects back light because it's in the hall upstairs. If there's a window at the back here, it actually accentuates that as well. And then it's a, it's a great feature. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of a memorable, memorable thing, I would say. So people tend to remember your house for the good things rather than actually for anything else or 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 even more frightening not even remember your house at all yeah nobody wants that so if, if your walls are already full um i mean what do you do mirror furniture can help you combine light style and practicality from the wardrobe doors and bathroom cabinets to bedside tables and legs on sofas um so there is actual ways to incorporate that into different techniques and designs in order to in order to in order to take advantage of that um, of that mirror uh, thing now be careful um there is certain situations where you'd want to consider rather than a normal standard mirror maybe an anti uh, an anti-break mirror so something mm -hmm. is it's you know something that's designed so if you fall against it it won't break at all or it won't shatter at all uh, so be careful that you put the right mirrors in the right place for that reason um Let's talk about fabrics and accessories. I mean, this is your thing, you know. Fabric, <laughs> I'll be honest, it's your thing. It's yeah. like fabrics and accessories, really. We'll have to spend money on things like that. Um, but yeah. this is you, you're in your zone here, aren't you, Perry? Totally am. I absolutely am. I mean, I did the, the kind of feature wallpaper on one wall. Um, I'm not sure if Linda agrees that that's a good thing or not. But what I basically have is most of my walls are plain, except for one wall is really bright. But then what I've done accessorize-wise is kind of gone with not so busy things and um, yeah. so some of my things I've got metals and glass accessories which they look really great because they're again they're reflecting light um, and that brings something into the room and gleaming vases are good again so again patterned glass vases whilst they're pretty they don't always work in a room so again just having a complete clear glass with maybe a spiral on it I've got a lovely one that's just got like a white spiral around it and then actually any color goes and you can place that anywhere in the home which I think is really good candlesticks I love I do have quite a few of those and I do like those sitting in corners and burners um and I think with the way the energy bills are going there's a top tip there as well so it gives you some light and color and warmth without spending too much money you'd be amazed how much how much heat candles actually give off in the room yeah, totally. <laughs> that's unbelievable so I do have quite a few of those as well lampstands again is another favorite of mine and you can neutralize anything that's bright on your wallpaper by a natural color in the lampstand as well but again do you go for chunky ones if you've got a smaller room? My recommendation is you don't. You go for maybe chrome and you get lovely glass ones as well now. So you yeah. can really spruce up a room by putting them in. But also put them in a place and that 
welcomes the room you know that they're not you're actually tripping over it to get to wherever you need to be because then it actually makes your room smaller doesn't it and that's not great yeah you want the room to look big so you really do need to kind of create a bit of space and um, here's my thing it's uh, do we need seven cushions on our bed <laughs> yes absolutely 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. and you can get so many if you've got a bed on legs as well there's great ways of storing them underneath when you go to bed at night but they look fantastic during the day um but I think a fireplace as well is good for exercising or, or a log burner. Um, we used to have a fireplace. We didn't go for that in this property. We put a log burner in and actually that's created a whole new area itself. So, you know, we've got the old fashioned. Remember when your mum and dad used to have the coal fires when you were wee and you had the poker and the wee brush and the, the handle for cleaning up the ash and things like that. I've got a kind of traditionally one sitting beside the fire and, and that just brightens up as well because it's got chrome bits on it and it makes it look really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes I mean, that's right. It, accessorizing always good to make a property feel like a home. Don't have, don't ever have to spend a lot of money doing it either. And I would completely agree with that. You don't need to, and that's kind of what I've done here. Yeah, but you're better just no spending any money at all. <laughs> we all know you're bad humbug. Let Elaine go to the shops. You don't need to bother. I didn't need to wait till Christmas to have that phrase, do I? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but I think it's good. I think it is good, though. I mean, as well as accessorizing i think it comes down to your fabrics that you have in your home as well so paler fabrics for cushions are always a good thing i mean the green uh, chair that i was speaking about earlier on it's green and it's kind of got like orange stripes in it which i know sounds horrible but it's actually yeah. beautiful and it's got a stool that comes with it but the cushion is just plain and it's like a kind of a lighter green color so it then calms it down a little bit but it gives you that boost of color and brightness in a room as well so i think that's really important to have the bedding thing we've just talked about, Jim, you mentioned yeah, yeah. bedding, I love bedding, but I always go for a plain bedding and then accessorise up with colour. So I'm going for teal green accessories at the moment, which look really nice on, on the white, crisp uh, hotel collection bedding. It just makes it look really warm and, and welcoming. The first thing and then it popped it, into my mind is pompous green. No, it's no pompous. It's no pompous. Anytime somebody says green in a house, I just think pompous green, 1970s. I know it'll be completely different, but that's the that's the clinical way. I think, think yeah, absolutely. So but I what think you can... like, what, let's look let's look at things like painting. So while painting your walls in lighter tones will immediately make your rooms brighter, interior designers always had a trick up their sleeve. White gloss is usually associated with skirting boards and window frames, but using it on a ceiling uh, provides an uninterrupted reflection downwards in light. It's going to be murder to try and get that off if you want to change it. By the way. Um, but but it is a trick that people actually use as a result of it, um, and, and as well it gives extra depth. Um, too extreme? Well, try silk emulsion then instead of the mat and, and, and see how that goes on, because it, it does work every time, doesn't it? It's an interesting one. So my brother-in-law is a painter and decorator, and when he came here, I said to him, this, every room in this house is painted dark, which made it look three times smaller, but we've lightened it up, and that's exactly what we did. We put silk emulsion on the ceiling, because I was used to having really high ceilings in my last place and I don't have that in this property. And I was thinking, I don't want to feel enclosed by it. And that's what we did. We put the silk emulsion up. So it really does work and it really does bounce around the room, the colour. And again, if you've got candles and things on as well, when they're flickering and moving, it really stuns off the ceiling, which is quite nice. Yeah. The, the other one for me is in, in order for, I know we've done the painting and stuff like that, but probably what about tiles? I mean, glazed ceramic tiles actually really, really good. See, when you go into a kitchen and you actually see the reflection coming off them, it's actually good for reflecting the natural light. That's what I like about them. Um, often you see that quite a lot now, um, especially the metro style 
sort of uh, tiles. That seems to be a real big thing just now, with possibly rather than a, a different colour of grout to, to, to make them to ping. So it, it almost becomes a feature of the kitchen now, rather than actually just uh, just part of everyday, you know, for splash and stuff like that. Um, it's a real accessory, isn't it? It is a big accessory and actually quite a few homes that I've been in recently and it's something I'm going to do when we do our kitchen. It's like the picture behind me, for instance. I've seen like really plain walls and maybe white units or kind of a, a pale unit throughout the kitchen. And then you've got a real splash splashback where you've got this boost of colour and there's so many beautiful ones out there now and it just brings a whole room together. And you yeah. can have flowers or you can have cooking things like there's one that there's one I saw recently that had big red chili peppers on it and things like that but it just looked fantastic for accessorizing that room looked yeah. great it gives that feel when you walk into it doesn't it straight away that it's mm. um it's homely it's just you know it's it's homely it's lived in it's looked after somebody cares about this place they've made an effort about it um and, and again that's all down to that's all down to that that gets the right price at the end doesn't it um absolutely so Probably one of the final ones we want to talk about is, is the flow, getting into the flow, as well as rearranging furnishings uh, and, and removing clutter. There's ways to bring continuous presence to the natural light um, as you move from room to room. So mm -hmm. exploring how um, spaces can be created and new channels uh, of light can be surprisingly effective and inject a slice of contemporary design to fit with any period. Um, light's all around us, remember. It's limit limitless supply really uh, could any of the following add that special difference to your home um so what what's probably one of the first ones perry for me replacing wooden panels in a door potentially with glass i think that makes a massive yeah. massive difference having steep clear glass in um interestingly enough on during the week we had um a windows and door company out to have a wee look to see what we were going to do because that was an issue for me my hallway is quite small um and it's dark because of the door so now we're going for like a half glass and it's just mm. going to boom and bring all that lovely sunshine because the sun's at the front in the morning and it's just going to be really welcoming when you're coming down the stairs in the morning it's going to look beautiful so that's a really big thing and again if you've got solar doors in any lounge putting some doors in there now whether you can get white ones with glass or you can go with pine or oak or you know there's so many varieties that actually can accessorize the home with as well as bringing that light in can't you yeah you get really good designs out of howdens and stuff like mm. that don't you um mm. there's there's really really good designs you could get a lot of you go online and you could see a lot of different types of doors with uh with proper glass i mean you know it's proper glass when i say no no something that could be a safety issue um mm. but you really get good quality doors and and, and the other thing about that is, though, a lot of people say, well, I have to clean them all the time. <laughs> well, you do. But you know something, Jim, and it goes back to the mirrors and the glass tables yeah. and doors. I didn't think about doing it. And actually, one of my cousins gave me the tip, and I use it all the time now, is my little Carter handheld window washer. Yep. I actually use that on my glass tables, my mirrors, everything. It's brilliant. A little bit of fairy liquid in the water thing. Boom. It's fantastic. Street free. Yep. Elaine does that as well. Who's that job? It's fantastic. I'm old school, shammy. Yeah, but that takes forever and gives you the streaks, though, sometimes. Yeah, I suppose. If you, you know, it's like I've got years of practice at it, though. That's true. That's so true. It, it tends not to get as streaky as a result. I mean, it's, it's in glass sections next to or above your interior doors allow natural light into hallways and landings. I mean, there was a time, actually, where a lot of people, you go into some houses now and they've actually boarded all that up. Uh, you can actually see it above the doors where you've got bits that are actually boarded up. So, 
consider actually taking them off because it brings that natural light into the to, to the the hallway again. Um, Some people don't just board it though, Jim. Some people paint them as well, isn't it? And that just yeah. that just can look terrible, can't it? It does, yeah. And then also the other one for me is taking it all apart of dividing walls between rooms. Um, sometimes you know, so there's an opportunity there to the, there's a big thing just now where people are looking at open plan there's a lot of first thing everybody says can I knock down a wall here and open up the kitchen to the dining room to the lounge um, it's, it, it seems to be we've become more American style yeah I think there's a big thing of that and I think though a lot of that again has come for the fact I think that we've spent so much time in our homes over the last two years haven't we so people have started to realise actually that maybe the layout doesn't fit for them and the way that it is um, but also it's became our social space, isn't it? I mean, your home generally was always kind of where you went at the end of the day or in the morning. Yeah. It was kind of your living, relaxing space. But I think now it's become the social space. Um, and again, as well with the homes and the gardens that we were speaking about is garden, again, having kitchens in your garden and things like that are starting to come into play. And people are just extending the whole thing through, aren't they, to make it one complete thing. And people are seem more comfortable at home. So it does need to work for you, doesn't it? Yep. And that brings me back, kitchens in your gardens. I walked into the house the other day, they took me out into the garden, they opened the shed, and it was a full kitchen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought, wow, <laughs> I could not I believe this. It. And instead of the cooker in the middle, they had the barbecue, the gas barbecue. And Brilliant. it was perfect. And they just says, when we're finished with, we just close the door and the kitchen's gone. And I thought, why, why? well, I was going to say, why did I not think of that? Because I'm completely clinical and boring. <laughs> <laughs> You could be caught with a mess, Jim. <laughs> I suppose when you, I suppose it's it's just the fact you know do I really need it. How often are we going to use it? That sort of thing. I'm, I'm. It's down to like cost benefit. That's the accountant mm -hmm. in me coming back to haunt. Um, so, it, the the beauty of actually taking dividing walls out then, um, it does clear up a lot more space for other things because you tend to find. If you've got rid of that wall, you can use that space in between and it's more open. Whereas if the wall's there, um, you can only put furniture at back to back on it. Um, if that, if anything, because there's sometimes where you've actually got a fireplace or something in between and that actually obstructs it and that, that's when you wouldn't put anything in front of it. So that can, you can actually reclaim quite a lot of floor space as a result of um, taking out a dividing wall or, or maybe a stud partition. You'll, you'll know straight away if it's a support wall as well, because if you knock it and it's basically it's it's um plasterboard it's probably not a supporting wall uh, it's very un, it's very unlikely it'll be a supporting wall because it's just plasterboard and um, if you need any help you need to speak to though if you want to know if a, a, a support wall if it's a support wall or not the key here is to speak to a structural engineer um and if you need information about a structural engineer we're happy to put you in that the right direction because we know a few people have actually done this before um and we know structural engineers that know whether whether you can do that or not um Probably the other one is um, in order to provide a bit of light in a room where it's complete darkness, I've seen it as well, is uh, skylights to pull the light in from above. Beautiful. So nice. It really does open a room. Um, and also, again, if you've got, if you're fortunate enough to have a, a kind of mid landing, having windows there are fantastic for brightening up a home. I was at home yesterday that had that and it was just stunning. And what they did, it was quite a big window, but actually they made a feature of the top of it and had some stained glass at the top. But actually, so what technically was potentially a boring wall suddenly yeah. had all this natural light coming in. You had the stained glass at the top and it was just absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. And everybody commented on it that was at the property looking at it. They were like, wow, how nice is that? So it's just all these little things that you can make a difference to, isn't it? Yeah. And swapping kitchen window for a bifold, you know, bifold doors. 
again, I went back. This this house I went to see yesterday was a show house. He had spent a hundred and fifty thousand on it and built an extension at the back. And it was amazing when you walked into this room. It was just wow. They had a dining area which led on to the living room, which had a log burner, which had a kitchen off to the side, and then off to the rear of the kitchen was a laundry as well, which is basically the same size as the the first kitchen I ever had in one of my flats. <laughs> That's <laughs> And th these things always remind me, it's like, how far have you come? It's like, you know, this was the size of my kitchen um, when I first got a flat. Um, yeah. But the, the great thing about it, it had, at the kitchen, it had the window there, but then right adjacent to it, it also had the massive bifold doors that you just opened mm -hmm. out in a concertina. So you just moved right past, and you were literally sitting south, and you could just see over the houses towards the sea. Stunning. It was clear, by the way, we were it. So it would give you an idea about what, how beautiful it was. And it li literally sat in the sun. Um, mm -hmm. And from morning, when the sun came up on the on the the west, is it east side, west side, east side, I think? Yeah, yeah. east side. Sun comes up on the east side, goes down on the west side. It's It will sit on that back garden all day mm -hmm. long. So you would want most of your activity, because you spend most of your time there, right out the back so all the enjoyment and then that's the one that had the kitchen and the in the in the actual shed you just mm -hmm. opened up beautiful it elevated at the rear as well so um so watch out for that one coming soon <laughs> <laughs> but it's stunning though isn't it and it's about what we said earlier on it's that extension of the home into the garden into a complete living social space isn't it yeah, it was it was an amazing property, I've got to say. Um and and the, the, he had made huge use of the 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 light by he'd done exactly all these right things that were talked about in here, about making it brighter, about making it more airy, about um, taking away some walls and uh, and just taking advantage of every opportunity for this type of property. This was his forever home, but now he's like, Oh well, I was actually thinking about Cyprus. Um so we're in the throes of discussing whether this should be the right the right move or not. For, for him himself. Uh, and and any final words on this, Perry, before we wrap up? I think for me, it's really about taking your time and understanding what space you've got, what you need from it. Don't go rushing in and taking everything out and decluttering it because actually you might lose things that really are yeah. going to be special to you later. So it's about taking time. And if you've got somewhere you can store items to do that bit of declutter, great. When you go to your next place, you might think you don't need it. There are a lot of things that you can take with you that actually will look fantastic in your new home as well. So don't feel the big urge of, I have to have a complete clear out and then I'm going to have nothing to go where I need to go to. Um, so I think that's really important as well, is take time, think about it, plan it, um, and have your own little twist on it. Make it your own style. Don't always follow what everyone else is doing. Do your own little thing, because that's what people like, individuality in a property as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're bringing more ideas out there and you're feeling inspired, ready to spring into the step with a refreshed and decluttered interior, interior style, let us know your plans. You know, would you know we could point in the right direction, the right people. As you know, there's been people on this show commenting. It will be able to help you that as that as well. And that's us for this week. So thank you very much for uh, taking part in the show, everybody. Uh, Angela, Linda, Phil, uh, Joanna, Stephen, Anne Marie. Um, thanks, guys, for taking part in the show, and we'll see you all next week for the Five Property Show Saturday at nine thirty. Bye bye for now. Bye everyone. Have a fantastic weekend. <laughs>